Hey, hey, friends. This is Jessie DeShane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. So today I have Dr. Michelle Rogers on the show. I actually found Michelle over on Instagram and I love her content. She's the founder of the Wealthy Woman Method. So make sure you go and follow her over on Instagram and kind of get all the free nuggets that she gives out. Michelle is a functional medicine practitioner. She has credentials such as a doctorate of naturopathic medicine. She is a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and she has a master of science in acupuncture and oriental medicine. So today we're going to talk about her healing journey. We're going to talk about the type of women that she works with and how she's able to get people on their healthy healing journey using functional medicine labs and different types of functional medicine practices. So I know that you guys are going to love this episode. Michelle is so, so fun to listen to and she has so much knowledge. So let's get into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have Dr. Michelle Rogers joining us. So happy to have you, Michelle. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So today, I'd like to chat with you about a couple of different things, but starting out, why don't you tell us and tell the audience a little bit more about you, your background with chronic illness, and what you do for a living. Just give us some background on you. Oh, wow. Um, That is a Big question. Yes, sorry. Um, <laughs> so let's see. I would say, well, I'm a functional medicine practitioner and I have a background in naturopathic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, functional diagnostic nutrition, and I just consider myself a functional medicine practitioner. And I work virtually with female entrepreneurs to help them get unrivaled energy and mental focus. And it's been kind of a process for me to get to this point. I actually had a Uh, like a primary care practice for four years. I was in the insurance paradigm doing all of that kind of stuff and got really burnt out Um, for anybody who's been involved in that paradigm. They know (laughs) what that's all about. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically being told uh, what you should and shouldn't do with your health. It's not really my style. So I did a private practice, uh, women's health focus for about two years after that. And now I've been in a virtual practice exclusively for two years. So that's sort of my work history. Um, my own personal history with sort of chronic illness, and honestly, I don't even identify as having chronic illness anymore because mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with both PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome and Hashimoto's or autoimmune hypothyroidism back in my 20s. And through uh, naturopathic approaches, through functional medicine approaches, figuring out those underlying root causes that were causing my immune system to be overactive and confused basically was how I was able to make lifestyle enhancements, nutritional changes, take you know targeted nutrients and basically reverse those diagnoses. So I'm no longer on that spectrum because I really believe that um, 
any chronic illness is really a spectrum and a lot of chronic illness out there is um, basically subclinical or undiagnosed issues because even when you think about things like fibromyalgia or even things like IBS, like irritable bowel syndrome, these are like bucket diagnoses, diagnoses, right? And they don't necessarily tell us anything about the process that's going on in the body. It's just a label. It's a label to be like, oh, okay, you have this one label, therefore you get this medication or you get this surgery or you get this referral or you get this imaging study or whatever. It's kind of like, um, anyways, I hope that makes sense. Kind of a, yeah. a jumble of information there. But um, basically through that whole body approach, I was able to give my body the right instructions and the right environment that it needed to do the healing that it was capable of because all of us have that innate capacity to heal. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things specifically that you kind of, that you focused on when it came to healing yourself from these autoimmune and chronic illnesses? Yeah, so gut health um, is huge. So one of the most prominent uh, imbalances that I find in my clients, and it was true for myself too, was the presence of leaky gut or intestinal permeability. And so when we have that, if you think about um, the fact that about 60% of our immune system lives in our gut, basically, if we've got an inflamed gut, if our gut microbiome is imbalanced, that's going to affect our immune system systemically, Mm. right? So that's what kind of leads to that overactive and confused immune system. And then depending on our own you know, genetic predispositions, environmental factors, whatever, Mm -hmm. depends on which tissue ends up being attacked. So like for me, it was my thyroid tissue, but Mm -hmm. for someone else, it might be another tissue and then it's called something else, right? It's called a different autoimmune condition, even though it's the same thing. Um, So really looking at that, looking at gut health, I also have found out um, that a lot of my detox pathways are sluggish. Mm -hmm. So my body has a hard time um, getting rid of environmental toxicity and metabolic waste products, so internal toxicity as well. And so something that's important for me to do is to have targeted nutrient therapy that helps those pathways along. Because if if you can imagine like that sludge buildup of toxins, that causes its own level of inflammation and irritation in the body. And if your immune system is already like predisposed basically to something like autoimmunity, then it's just going to aggravate that process even more. So that's something I also have um, estrogen dominance or a tendency towards estrogen dominance. And that again, goes back to that toxicity or that um, sluggish detox pathways that I have. So those were two of the main things basically that I that I was kind of dealing with, that I was able to address from a whole body perspective and kind of help my body um, through that and kind of give it the assistance that it needed. Yeah. So as a female entrepreneur yourself, and I know that you work with female entrepreneurs, why do you think that that is an area or like, what am I trying to say? Like a, a group of people that needs help. Why do you think that that's kind of like popping up? <laughs> oh, I love this question. Um, <laughs> So the main reason that I love working with female entrepreneurs is because I really truly believe that entrepreneurs have the the capability to change the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's so much power behind that. And if we can actually, if I can help these entrepreneurs feel better, do better, produce more, have greater energy focus, they get to spread their gifts to the world. And that's just like, that is really 
like at the heart of what I do is being able to spread that. And now actually I just started training other practitioners to do what I do. And so not only do I get to touch the lives of like entrepreneurs one-on-one, but I get to train other practitioners that spreads that work even further, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. I love that. That's so exciting. And I think that that's such an arena that people are looking for. And it's, it's surprising to me how many entrepreneurs have chronic illness or, um, Mm. or even people like for me, I want to become an entrepreneur because I have chronic illness, but there are Mm. people that it was the opposite where they, where they became an entrepreneur and maybe some of the stress from it or some of the ways that they live their life, um, really affects that. What do you think are some like lifestyle habits that entrepreneurs might have that might like not create, but like, what am I trying to say? Like ignite, like contribute. Yeah. Like contribute to a chronic illness or even just a chronic symptom that they're having. Yeah. So I would say our biorhythms. So I'm really big on like our biorhythms, something like our circadian rhythm or our waking Mm -hmm. and sleep cycle, something as simple like that. Um, a lot of those types of things are overlooked and or taken for granted because they're like, oh, I just got to push through. I just got to like meet this deadline. I just got to la 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 fill in the blank. When in effect, what's happening is you're draining your adrenals. You are draining your vital energy. And when we do that, we are literally like taking those reserves from our body. We're not giving our body time for recovery, for restoration. And because of that, that leads to a whole host of other issues because when our adrenals are messed up, that directly affects our immune system as well. So Mm -hmm. like, um, for example, um, a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk with, there's this spectrum. It's either I never, ever, ever, ever get sick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And at that point, that's like a, oh, you're telling me that because you think that that's like a something to be proud of or like a badge of honor. But actually what that's telling me is that your adrenals are on hyperdrive because when our body has elevated levels of cortisol, that elevated level of cortisol temporarily acts as an anti-inflammatory and it suppresses our immune system. So that's one thing. And then, and then on the other side of the spectrum, I get entrepreneurs who are like, yeah, I get sick and I am sick for like six to eight weeks and it just will not go away. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, you're basically running on fumes. Like (laughs) you're on the border of burnout. Like you are literally in that phase. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but (laughs) Yeah, totally. And like I, tapping into those biorhythms is just super, super, super important. And it's, it's like, it seems like such a basic thing, but it's huge, huge. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes, especially with working with entrepreneurs that are like trying to change the world and they want to do all these great things. Sometimes you're not thinking that you have to kind of turn back and look at yourself and take care of yourself before you can go out and do all these crazy things. Or you can continue to do all these crazy, awesome things, but then all of a sudden your body's going to be like, Hey, what about me? <laughs> like, yeah, I need some exactly. support here too. Exactly. I always tell people, you know, our health is our foundation, which sure we think about that a lot, but our health is also our ceiling. So if our health is holding us back, whether it's uh, with fatigue or brain fog, or say we have severe menstrual cramps, or we have migraines and like we have to cancel client calls, or we can't show up to our clients and be fully present, or we can't show up in other areas of our life, whether it's with a partner or with our family or friendships or whatever, like our health can literally hold us back. 
And so that's always something that I like to emphasize. So what got you into functional medicine in the first place? Was there something like, have you always been interested in this kind of idea or this thought? Like, I'm just interested, like what got you interested in the first place? (laughs) Um, It's kind of a funny story. I actually wanted to be a veterinarian, Mm. like to start. And like, I love animals. Like I'm just like, I want to touch every single animal always. Like I just, I love them to pieces. Um, And so I wanted to be a veterinarian. And so I went into the vet world and was working at a conventional vet for a while, got super disheartened and bored with how they were treating things because it's the same as a conventional medical system for people where it's just like this constant rotation of antibiotics and steroids and surgeries and vaccines and like just over and over. And that's basically all it is. And so I was like, okay, this isn't really what I want. Um, And then I found a holistic vet who Mm. did acupuncture and Chinese herbs, and she would bring in like a physical therapist to work with the dogs and cats and um, like a chiropractor to work with the dogs and cats. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And it kind of seems to be working. And so I worked with her for a little bit. And then I was like, I, I want to interact more. Like I want to converse and be like, what is going on? Like, is this working? Like, da-da-da. so I was like, I, I want to work with people and kind of long story short, I, um, started running a practice for a naturopath in California, mm-hmm. fell in love with it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want. And she told me about Bastyr university up in Seattle. And so I just like up and moved to Seattle without even <laughs> applying or anything yet. Cause I was like, I know for a fact, like, this is what I want. And anyways, I got in there and yeah. So, and then through my sort of naturopathic studies and my acupuncture studies, I, found functional medicine. So Mm -hmm. functional medicine is very similar to naturopathic medicine. Um, I would say just from experience that functional medicine tends to have more strategy and more prioritization as far as the approach. Um, It's more system, like, um, yeah, I guess like strategic because like they use a lot of the same tools. It's just approached in a slightly different way. Something that makes more sense for me. I'm like a Capricorn and I like, I like strategy and like organization and like things that make sense, like systems and functional medicine kind of helped me kind of curate all of the tools that I had with naturopathic medicine and acupuncture and all of that stuff and helped me. um, Yeah, I guess like curate it and streamline it in a really effective way. Yeah, to be able to do all the different things that you are interested in or passionate about, but kind of have like a focus, like you said, a strategy. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot, um, there's a lot of naturopaths out there, and I don't want to say anything bad about naturopathic medicine because I wouldn't be here without it, but, um, I know that there's a lot of people out there who get really frustrated because they end up leaving offices with shopping bags full of supplements. And to me, that means that there's no strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there, yeah. You can't overburden a body with a shopping bag full of supplements and expect it to heal. Like it's yeah. already overburdened and then you're just like piling all these other things on there. So yeah, I, I don't do that. Yeah. I hear that I have, um, I had been working with a naturopathic doctor and I loved her. She was the first one that like really helped me kind of figure out different holistic ways to look at my Hashimoto's. I had only been working with Western, um, practitioners before that, Mm -hmm. but it got to the point where like I was 
on so many different supplements and some of them would make my stomach sick, but I didn't even know which one it was because I was mm. on so many different of them or so many different kinds. Um, but then also I kind of started noticing that when I would go to appointments, um, and this could have just been my specific doctor, but, um, she, she, she listened a ton, which I really appreciated, but I almost felt like I was the one creating, the strategy or the plan. And she would be like, yeah, we can do that with this supplement or we could do that with this way. But when I started working with a couple of different practitioners um, that were a little bit more functional medicine specific, they had like actual ideas. And like, I didn't feel like I was coming to the appointment having to have all the ideas or like having to be like, I really want to look into this, whatever. Like I said, she had an extremely high course load. So it could have also been like, or I don't know if it's called a course load, whatever it's called for case load. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not in school, but, um, but yeah, so it was just, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm at the point now where I don't know what else to do. So I need someone yeah. that's going to be able to like focus and come up with something. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of been my experience with functional medicine too. It's like with naturopathic um, doctors, I, I mean, you could literally go to 10 different naturopathic doctors and get 10 completely different like approaches and like some are totally on the woo spectrum where they're using you know magic wands and all kinds of crazy cool stuff and then there's like naturopaths on the complete other spectrum who we would call like green allopaths or they're just using like herbs and nutrients like a conventional doctor would use a pharmaceutical so just covering up the symptoms and not getting to that root cause and really strategizing that healing that deep healing from the inside out so one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about from I follow you on Instagram. I know we've chatted before, so I know a little bit about your background, but I'd love to talk about optimizing energy and mental focus. Um, Mm. I feel like this is a topic, especially for me living with Hashimoto's that I'm constantly chasing after is that energy and focus that's, I feel like is the first symptom to pop up and I lose both of those things. So do you have any tips for, for how someone can do these things, how they can maybe start optimizing their health in a way that will, that will maybe bring in better energy and focus? Yeah. So I'm not going to throw out a, like a bunch of supplement names or anything like that, because I'm very, um, strategic around my recommendations when you're like leveling up just through functional labs and using that as really my guide. But I will go back to the basics always, right? We want to make sure that you're eating foods that aren't triggering inflammatory processes in your body. Mm. We want to make sure that we're not like basically pushing that leaky gut because leaky gut a lot of times means you have leaky brain too, which is going to contribute to brain fog, memory, focus, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you also want to make sure back to um, tapping back into those biorhythms I mentioned. So making sure that your sleep and rest cycles are consistent, that you're getting that deep sleep. Um, one of the things that I love is my aura ring, which is mm-hmm. a way to kind of measure my sleep and see like how well I'm sleeping each night. Um, for me, I need about eight hours of sleep and that's like, I need that really consistently. I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, I only need like six hours. They're like, da da da. And it's like, yeah, for now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's going to catch up to you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So sleep is super, super huge. Another um, hack that I love is just tapping into your menstrual rhythm too, because, you know, females specifically, we try to keep up and hustle with this like male dominated world. And the fact is, is that our hormonal cycles affect our energy, our focus, our productivity, our creativity. And we're trying to keep up with men who basically have a 24 hour cycle. So it's very different from us. So something that I work on with my clients is tapping into their cycle, how to optimize their energy, their projects, their, um, their month based on their monthly cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, third is doing, um, like tapping into another rhythm called your ultradian rhythm. Um, this is a way to help focus throughout the day. And that's basically having these chunks of really, uh, focused activity, undistracted focus, and then followed by a healing break that is literally not looking at screens, like just letting your body chill out because it needs to basically detox all of those metabolic byproducts that built up while you were, um, doing this high performance focus activity. So, um, if you're just starting out, if this is like a new concept for you, the Pomodoro method is, mm-hmm. um, kind of in sync with that. Have you heard of that before? I have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like basically a simplified way is to do 25 minutes of complete focus on a task Mm -hmm. followed by five minutes of rest. And like I said, it's not, you know, scrolling on your phone and looking at Facebook and like all of that stuff. It's like go outside, take a walk, like jump on your rebounder, like do something that allows your body to chill and reset. And then you can go back. But having those highly focused sprints, those brain sprints followed by a break and repeating those is amazing for focus and energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that you said right when you started, um, you kind of touched on labs and I think that that is so important. And I didn't realize how important it was until I started paying attention to like my healing and kind of taking control of my own health and like how important it is to have functional labs done instead of just Mm -hmm. guessing and throwing supplements at things that you might not know what you're doing. This is my favorite topic because it is what I specialize in. And that's exactly why I do it because so many times um, I find, especially with people with subclinical issues, concerns, symptoms, chronic illness, there's just a bunch of guessing and it comes from the person and it comes from the practitioner and it comes from Dr. Google and it's just a bunch of crap that ends up wasting your time, energy, and money because you don't really know what's going on. And literally you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing if if it sticks. And so the functional labs help you look under the hood so you can see an entire picture of what's going on, where you need to prioritize and create a strategy based on that. So I literally, I do not work with clients unless I see a full functional workup on them. And so that's like, that is my kind of like secret weapon really, because it's like, it's like, in essence, like having an x-ray, you know, like an x-ray machine and being like, I get to see every little piece of what's going on. I get to see if there's nutritional deficiencies. I can see how your mitochondria are functioning. I can see how your detox pathways are functioning. I can see your adrenals. I can see all of the things Mm -hmm. and then be able to create a really personalized, customized protocol that you know (laughs) is actually addressing the issue and there's no guessing involved. Yeah, totally. And I think like, 
there's so many, even for me, just getting them done, kind of understanding a little bit more of what's going on, but then also seeing a lot of the healing that I was able to do, thankfully on my own. But for example, I just did a GI map and a Dutch hormone test. And I was really anticipating my hormones to be like the problem. I was very worried about it. It was something that I was really stressed about. And then it came back and I do definitely have some estrogen things that I need to work on, but nothing was really so off that it was a big deal. It actually ended up being in my gut. The issues were in my gut. (laughs) Um, So, and before that, all I had really done with my gut, with my naturopath was, um, I think I did like three rounds of things for SIBO and, um, Mm. yeah, and nothing was working and we Mm. couldn't figure out why. And I was like, maybe I'm just not being perfect enough on my diet, on my supplements. And no, it's like, because that's not even the issue. Like the SIBO is probably a symptom of something else. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, A hundred percent. Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. working with practitioners that understand that, I think that's important. So like, if we want to talk about that too, like, I know you work with women and like just having a partner, meaning like a practitioner partner that you can work with that can get these types of tests and really walk you through them. Because I'll tell you, I got my results and I was like, I don't know what any of this means, (laughs) but my practitioner was able to walk me through it. So I think that in healing, like having a practitioner that'll help you, whether it's a coach, whether it's a naturopath, whether it's a functional medicine doctor, something like that um, is really important. How do you see in your practice how you're able to really help someone because maybe they don't have the tools to do it themselves? Yeah, I love this. And I love that you brought that up because it is so important. And I think, you know, I work with a lot of high achievers, right? And so they want it. They're like Miss Independent. They're like, I can do it. Like, I'm going to do all the research. I'm going to do all the things. And it's just like, you're only going to get so far because it's not in your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Like it just isn't like you have this beautiful zone of genius where you're like improving the world and like doing all of your amazing, beautiful things. Yeah. But let me do my zone of genius thing. And like, I will take you to that next level, but it is, it's so, so, so important. Even I need to have my own functional medicine practitioner on board, right? Because we get stuck in our own tunnel, our own, like we have blind spots and they're called blind spots because we can't see them. (laughs) Like We just can't. And that's just the way it is. That's why we need to have that, that partnership, like you said, to be able to point out those blind spots and those gaps and really help us break through to that next ceiling and, Mm -hmm. and having someone so something you mentioned about like, you know, you can run these tests. Like, I don't know if you ran the the Dutch and the GI map, which are two of the tests that I use and love. And they're the top, top of the line tests. I love them. Um, but like, you need to make sure that the practitioner that you're working with can not only run them, but actually has experience interpreting them because just mm-hmm. because someone can run them, like your MD can run those tests, yeah. but if it's their first one that they're interpreting, they're not like, that's still not going to be of any service to you. So -hmm. you need to work with someone who has already interpreted hundreds of them, Mm -hmm. right. To actually get like a quality interpretation that actually leads to an effective protocol. Yeah. And I think that it is, it's so helpful to like, as, especially as an entrepreneur, but like just anyone, I think 
when you're dealing with chronic illness, it can be so overwhelming and having mm -hmm. all of these different supplements or ideas or Dr. Google, like you said, kind of throwing ideas at you or everybody on Instagram that, you know, that is dealing with their illness in one way or the other. I think working with a specific practitioner that is focused on you during your time together and can really like teach you different ways and support you is so necessary. Like I didn't start making serious headway until I found, and I started out with just um, like a functional medicine coach. So she didn't do any tests like that, but she was able to give me some of the ideas that I could bring to my naturopath. She was mm. there for me when I was really mm -hmm. struggling and um, helping me with the beginning phases of my journey. And then I started, you know, started working with coaches that were more like functional medicine specific, but, um, but yeah, I think that that's so important and, and why do it alone if you don't have to <laughs> or like a hundred percent. And, and with the blind spots too, like, you know, if you don't have someone you're working with who knows even the prioritization, like how, mm -hmm. what order do you address the body systems? Because with someone who has chronic illness or someone who has um, any sort of chronic symptoms that they've had for a really long time, it's usually almost always multifaceted. It's not like, oh, you just have the one thing that we're going to deal with. No, most likely mm -hmm. your adrenals are, are out of whack. Your hormones are out of whack. You've got toxic buildup in your body. You've got leaky gut. Like, so how do you like know how to prioritize which body systems to address first? For example, say you have clear signs of toxic inflammation, like you've got some sort of toxic buildup going on, toxicities stressing out your body, and you've got leaky gut. Mm -hmm. You absolutely do not want to address the toxicity first because if you start addressing that first, all of those toxins that are going to be released from your system are going to end up circulating, recirculating because of that leaky gut. Yeah. Right. So you yeah. want to address the leaky gut first mm -hmm. and then you can address the toxicity. But a lot of people don't even think about that prioritization. Mm -hmm. So they end yeah. up addressing the toxicity and doing all these detoxes and juice cleanses and all of this stuff. And then they're like, oh my God, I feel like total crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't this working? Well, because I'm mm -hmm. hitting it at the wrong time and the wrong mm -hmm. level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. So one of my other questions for you is actually around acupuncture because personally, I don't know a ton about it. It has been recommended to me um, in the past, but how is acupuncture something that can be like included in your healing? What is it? What is it? Mm. I don't, honestly, what I know is that you get a bunch of needles stuck into you. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> That's all I know. Oh, I love acupuncture. So um, where to begin? Acupuncture is really effective for quite a few things. Um, it's really effective for pain. Um, it's also really effective for mood and energy and even hormonal balance and things like that. The reason why acupuncture is kind of this mystery thing is because it doesn't work in the same plane as like a pharmaceutical or an herb or a supplement or a nutrient like that works. So those are more biochemical reactions that happen in the body. Whereas uh, acupuncture is more on the same plane as like homeopathy. It's this 
bioelectric or electromagnetic reaction that's in our body. So we are electromagnetic beings. We mm-hmm. know that we can measure the like resonance and all of these things from our body, right? And so acupuncture is actually tapping into that system. So it's it's kind of like realigning energy. It is moving energy. So mm-hmm. in Chinese medicine, um, stagnation and pain are like they live together. So if energy is not moving, if it gets stuck, that causes pain, that causes dysfunction, that causes the symptoms that we end up feeling um, and experiencing. And so acupuncture helps to free that up. And there's tons of different meridians. There's 12 different main meridians. There's 361 acupuncture points, not including all the special points. Um, (laughs) But it is something that I've been doing for years. I still do it once or twice a week um, just because I still love having in-person interactions with clients. (laughs) So that's something that I, that I have fun with, but, um, yeah, acupuncture is amazing. I recommend it for everybody. I get acupuncture myself. Like it is so healing. It helps you to, um, get into that healing state. So I don't know how much you know about like brain waves. Um, but theta and alpha brain waves are kind of where our body starts the healing process. It calms down our nervous system, allows our body to actually take care of things that need to be taken care of that. Um, otherwise, uh, like say we're running around doing all the things, getting all our to-do lists done, like running around. That's when our body's in like beta, like our brain waves are in beta state. And that's kind of our stressed out, um, hypervigilant state. And so our body's not focused on healing and that's what we tend to be in during most Mm -hmm. of our day. So acupuncture helps you get into that like alpha theta state too, which is kind of cool. I call it Aculand. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds exactly like something that I need. Um, so this is like acupuncture is not just like a one-off thing. It's something that would Mm -hmm. be like consistent, right? Yeah, exactly. So like with my um, acupuncture clients, usually what I would recommend is doing like four weeks in a row. So once a week for four weeks, and then depending on their response, then we can kind of decide, you know, every two weeks, once a month and kind of see how their body responds because everybody responds a little bit different. And also depending on what your goal is. Mm -hmm. I will say, however, I've definitely worked with um, acupuncture clients where they have, say, pretty pretty intense pain, say it's like knee pain or something, say it's like a six or seven out of 10 pain. And then after the treatment, it'll be down to like a two or three. So like that you can definitely feel significant changes post-treatment, but to have more lasting effects, you definitely need more treatments. And it's also really, really important to do those foundational things. So that's why I love combining that with like the functional medicine approach or the whole body approach, because then you're kind of attacking things from multiple angles. Mm -hmm. So for someone like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, I always say Hashimoto's because that's what I have, but like, so if someone has a chronic illness or say has like chronic fatigue, like the type of acupuncture treatment they would go through would be much different than someone with knee pain or with like a pain, right? Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. So for example, um, I'm working with a client who has MS and so, um, her, the needling technique that I use with her is different. The amount of needles that I use with her is different. The depth at which I use my needles is different because Mm -hmm. her constitution, the way that she presents is much different from say another client who's coming in with, like you said, like knee pain or back pain or neck pain or something like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it definitely, definitely depends. And that's kind of the beauty of, um, acupuncture. It's very, very personalized. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Instead of like, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of 
massage in a way, just meaning like you can get some of the benefits from it right away. But mm-hmm. then it also like the more you go, the more specific it can be. But with acupuncture, it's like much more personalized than even, you know, a massage would be. A massage is like, my shoulders hurt. So they focus on your shoulders. <laughs> Whereas like, you know, there's going to be a little bit more focus depending on what you're looking for. Yeah. And there's all different types of acupuncture too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very much an art because there's different schools of acupuncture. There's just mm-hmm. different techniques. There's different uh, variations. Some people use cupping, some people use moxa, some people use Japanese style, there's Chinese style. There's like so many different, there's five element. I mean, it's, it's very, um, it's very diverse in what is offered. Um, and so if someone like hasn't ever had acupuncture before, I would say like try out a few different practitioners because just because one person does it a certain way doesn't mean the next acupuncturist is going to do it that way. So yeah, that sounds super interesting. Okay. Maybe I'll stop being chicken and I'll try it. (laughs) I don't have a problem with needles. So it's not, it's not anything like that. I think it's just like, the amount of them is the thing. I'm like, you can take 12 vials of blood and I don't care, but like the amount of needles kind of. Yeah. But that varies too. Like I was saying, like with my, um, my client who has MS, um, you know, I use, I think total of four or five needles. Interesting. Okay. But for someone else, another client I have, I use probably closer to 12. Mm. So it like really depends, really depends on the person. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. Um, Let's see. So I also wanted to know a little bit about you and how you take care of yourself. What are some of your favorite rituals or practices that you do to keep yourself happy and healthy? (laughs) So uh, definitely, definitely Epsom salt baths. I Mm -hmm. do that probably at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, My mornings are really sacred to me. So I make sure that no client calls are scheduled before 10 o'clock. Like I have a very, um, it depends on how, like where I'm at in the morning, but there's always at least about an hour that I set aside to journal, meditate, um, stretch, um, hydrate, and just like really focusing on nourishing my body. And all of that's done before I even touch my phone. Mm. So that's something that's really, really huge because a lot of people will literally like roll out of bed and grab their phone and start Mm -hmm. scrolling. And that sets you up for distraction. It sets you up for disappointment. It sets you up for living in the past because all of a sudden you're right back into the state of mind where you're stressed out. Maybe you didn't get a text. Maybe you got an email with bad news. Maybe, um, I don't know, your post didn't get enough likes or whatever. You know what I mean? And it kind of sets you up into this, um, this state that doesn't allow you to get in a state of gratitude and a state of like hope and excitement and focusing on your vision and really setting you up for a really lovely day where you feel like you're in control of time and of your entire day. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. That's, That's like a really huge piece. Yeah. I've noticed that even with myself too, like I tend to, I'm a social media manager full time. So like, well, I may just be on my phone all the time, but mm-hmm. I've been very conscious about at least I don't, I have not gotten to the point where I can do it till 10 a.m., but I have gotten to the point where like the first hour of my day, I try not to touch it. Sometimes I'll check my weather app. But even that, Mm -hmm. I try not to do that. But like, just put my phone away. I try to journal. I make myself a coffee, like things like that. So yeah, yeah. 
what are some, are there any other things that you kind of like to keep in your rituals or like daily experiences that you like to do? Daily, I would say after, after lunch, I like to go for a walk. Um, even if the weather is not that great being up in the Pacific Northwest, I will at least go walk and get the mail. We have a very (laughs) long driveway. And so it's like my way of getting like a little walk in. Um, but yeah, just having a little bit of movement in the afternoon and kind of checking in in the afternoon, I think is something that a lot of people don't think about and don't necessarily do because they get wrapped up in whatever they're doing. Um, but having that midday check-in can be a, a really serious game changer. Just being like, what do I need right now? Like, do I need water? Do I need to move my body? Do I need to jump on my rebounder? Do I need, um, like a little meditation? Do I need a little nap? You know, if our adrenals are taxed and people always feel bad about napping and it's like, if your adrenals are in the tank, if you are running on fumes, nap every single day, you need to restore those adrenals. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't want you doing HIIT workouts every day. Just take a freaking nap. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, I wish I wish I could nap. I'm not a napper, but I do I do love the idea of doing something in the afternoon. I feel like for me my natural tendency is like, oh, I noticed that I'm tired. Time for another coffee, like yes. which set me up for a great evening if I have my coffee too late. So, yes. it's definitely like I like the idea of taking a walk or even just like sitting outside or just like doing something that doesn't involve your phone or yes. anything like that. Yeah, exactly. So if people wanted to work with you or connect with you, what what do you have going on? How can people work with you? Mm, yeah, so uh, you can find me on Instagram for sure at wealthywoman.co, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y dot C-O. My website is the same actually, and Facebook is the same as well. Um, I do work with clients one-on-one. I have very limited spots available per month, so I only um, bring on about four new clients a month. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing on any in November because I just started a mentorship where I am training mm-hmm. other practitioners to do what I'm doing and I'm actually taking them through my program. So um, if you want to hop in, <laughs> now is your yeah. time. Otherwise, I won't be accepting anyone till December. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, if you are a practitioner and you're listening and you're interested, I do offer a mentorship and mastermind. It's a six-month um, program, small group program for practitioners to learn exactly what I do and get behind the scenes. And I train them all about functional lab analysis and how to build a virtual practice. So yeah. I love that. You're so you're spreading you're spreading it even further. So there's exactly I love that. Um, I'll have all of your info in the blog post and in the show notes of the podcast and everything like that. So people can just click it too if they would like to. But is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners of the podcast? Mm, I actually have my own podcast, but it is on hiatus. But if you want to check out some of the older episodes, they are pretty good, if I might say so myself. Um, yeah. It's called The Wealthy Woman Podcast. So you love can check it. it yeah. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited for this episode. I know people are going to love it. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise with the world. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course.